you know, meeting Lee, meeting Lee's brother Fred, and Fred said, this place changes at night. Uh, and I'm talking about the Beast of Bray Road. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Paranormal Portal Podcast. I'm your host, Brent Thomas. Thank you all for joining us, and special thank you goes out to all of you who continue to support the podcast and continue to spread the word. Always remember, if any of you out there have experiences of your own that you'd like to share, feel free to email me at paranormalportalradio at gmail.com. Again, paranormalportalradio at gmail.com, and you too could be a guest on the show. We've got an amazing show lined up for you guys tonight. We are joined by special guests, Bucks County Paranormal Investigations, and our good friend, Mr. Eric Mantell, who's been on the show before, is back with two of his crewmates, and we're going to get into that for the first hour, talk about their investigations and what they've been doing. They've been doing some pretty cool stuff, so I can't wait to get them on here, and we're going to talk to them now. So uh, without further ado... Let's bring on the Bucks County Paranormal Investigations crew. How you doing, guys? Welcome to the show. Yo, Brent. How you doing, man? Thank you. Uh, I'm doing great. It's great to have you guys here. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, you guys have been, uh, as I stated, you've been doing some really exciting stuff lately. Uh, really cutting some miles on the tires there and uh, getting out and checking out some of the, uh, the some of the premier um, paranormal events in our nation and uh, how's it been going first of all eric could you could you introduce everybody so we know who we, we got who we got? absolutely yeah we got uh my good buddy dom dominic satel right there mm -hmm. we've known each other since high school oh, and nice. we've got ellen collins who is right below me completely frozen in her picture but she's there i promise you she's there <laughs> She is there and she's waving on my picture. So that means everybody's seeing you move. So that's good. We're not sure what's up with Eric's deal, but you know, <laughs> so, so Ellen, uh, yeah, Ellen's a big, uh, friend of ours fan. She's our Wisconsin branch of Bucks County paranormal investigations. Oh, right. very cool. Very cool. So you're branching out as well. That's awesome. So we, we I, I can't wait to hear all of the, all of the details of what's been going on because of course I've, I've caught your, your mentions here and there on Facebook, what you guys have been up to. And it's like, Oh, wow. Oh, cool. You know? Um, so let's talk about that a little bit. What have you guys been doing? Well, what haven't we been doing? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I just was saying to Dominic today, I said, you know, we have been really, like you just said, traipsing all over the country mm -hmm. and it's really incredible. And basically the bottom line is we're telling stories and we're telling these stories of these incredible encounters people are having and, um, and it's just been incredible for, for what we're doing now for our Bucks County paranormal investigations. What we're doing is really in essence, paranormal tourism, mm -hmm. you know, we're showing these pe people, you know, where these great places are in the country and these awesome venues that have always inevitably have either a ghost story or kind of some kind of cryptid, you know, creature to go along with it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, you know, like recently, uh, Dave Antonow, who is not um, with us tonight, but he uh, and I were in Georgia in early September, and we investigated a haunted town in Fitzgerald, Georgia. Wow. And and that, I mean, that town itself was, was incredible because it was one of the, it was actually the first area in the South that really brought the North and South together 
and they brought in like 2,700 settlers from the north to come down and live and work in the south. So it was kind of like an area that was kind of healing the nation um, you know, right after the Civil War. So that was really cool. Like the history pieces, I love of these things. And uh, and then they've had a lot of paranormal activity around, uh, you know, a certain theater there. Uh, there. There was a big uh, the Grand Theater and um, and this other art center. And then uh, then, of course, then right after that, uh, we went to Wisconsin and we were delighted because Ellen uh, sponsored our video. She's the executive producer of this video. And it is I mean, the things that we encountered are still we're still trying to wrap our heads around. Um, you know, meeting Lee, meeting Lee's brother, Fred, talking to witnesses out there. Uh, and I'm talking about the beast of Bray road. Of course. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't want to divulge too much sure. <laughs> because we're, we're going to be, and I know you guys are not going to be able to sleep tonight after this, but <laughs> what I'm, what I'm going to do is allude to what happened to us there, but the video will be coming before Halloween. I am feverishly working on editing it and getting it done. Um, So, and I was working on it all day today and I was looking at the footage again, listening to a lot of things. And I'm like, my God, we've got like some groundbreaking stuff here. Um, And, uh, and then Dominic and I were just down in the uh, Pine Barrens on October 11th. Mm -hmm. Uh, So here's the timeframe. So we went to Georgia on September 4th, uh, 4th through the 11th. Then we went to Wisconsin the 2nd through the 4th of October mm-hmm. and then we in the Pine Barrens on the 11th. And, uh, and then we were investigating reports of Bigfoot in the Pine Barrens. Wow. So, and in that particular instance, it's, I don't know, Dominic and I are, you know, it seems like we're just kind of like magnets for these things to happen because <laughs> no sooner do we get there, all of a sudden we're getting activity and the Bigfoot researcher had no, he was like blown away because they hadn't got that much activity you know, when they went down there. Wow. So just when we, uh, we were just down there and that video itself is going to be incredible. And there's a lot of scientific uh, stuff to go along with that video, you know, beside the paranormal stuff. You know, that's an interesting point because I, I think there is something to that. I, I realize you said that kind of tongue in cheek, but I think there is something to that, that some people just bring a resonance with them that really draws out activity, especially in terms of, uh, spiritual and, and, and such. And I, I imagine it would be the same for cryptids, but, uh, definitely well, some people that experience a lot of things and then other people can go through the same places and have absolutely nothing happen. Well, Dominic can tell you, he is a medium. He's, he's a oh, spirit okay. medium as well. well there you go. So when Dominic goes into an area, like we go into a haunted house, uh, or a haunted venue restaurant in or whatever, he'll kind of give us a, a, uh, a preview of what we're in store for. We also have another team member, Karen Luchin, who is also a spirit medium that does the same thing. But when we were out in Wisconsin, right, Dom, this was completely out of your wheelhouse, man. <laughs> you know, I'm a medium hunting a creature. And I've been on other activities. Oof. And just sitting there in the middle of that field and feeling energy and knowing being blocked, it really did freak me out, out of my wheelhouse. I looked at Eric and I said, what did you get? <laughs> what did you get me into? Yeah. Sorry, Dom, your, 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 uh, your voice is coming and going through that. So unfortunately it wasn't as smooth, but, uh, yeah, I think we all understood what you said there. What did you get me into? <laughs> yeah. I always, he always says that. What did you drag me into Mintel? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, that's that's incredible. I, I, you know, as I was talking before the show, we did we did have the pleasure of uh, interviewing um, uh, uh, Linda Godfrey. Why, wow, yeah. you know, I'm stroked out there for a second. Linda Godfrey <laughs> and and Lee Hemphill as well. And some of the stories they told us were were really incredible. And and it, it really kind of baffles you because you try to you try to conceptualize these things. What are they? And and you come up with something in your head, but then you start seeing the things they've experienced and it doesn't fit right. And, and it's like, there's the, the square piece and the round hole kind of thing. It's like, well, what the hell oh. is it? Yeah. Yeah. Big time. And, uh, but Lee was an incredible guy though. Uh, mm. you know, we met him and, uh, and I had seen Lee on paranormal declassified on the travel channel. Mm-hmm. And, this was last year. This was last, I think last December uh, or maybe it's November. And I had said to myself, man, this guy looks like he's pretty approachable. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to just try to give him a call, you know? And so I found a website. He had a website uh, and I gave him a call, talked to him that night. And we stayed on the phone for a good hour. He sent me a whole bunch of, of pictures uh, of the of prints and tracks and, you know, trail camp pictures and just unbelievable stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then we were just talking about Linda Ellen and I, um, she's been researching the beast of Bray road for years and, and Bigfoot and all the, these different cryptids. And so we had been talking about doing a video and we were trying to figure out how we could do this. And then, you know, like just back in, I guess maybe July, June or July, Ellen said, look, you know, let's, uh, let's just do this and I'll, I'll take care of it. So that's how we were able to do it. So it was, it was phenomenal. And, just the investigation itself was was not only it was just fun. It was a fun investigation. Sure. But we got so many. I didn't realize how popular and this Beast of Bray Road story is with people and how many people have seen it. I mean, we went to a restaurant before we went to Lee's that night. We went to get something to eat because we were I mean, all days of, of you know talking to people and investigating. You know, we get a little hangry. So, so, and I, and I was dealing, I was dealing with, with the beast of Dominic Sattel because he, he, he needed to eat. Sure. But, um, so, so, but we went to this restaurant and, you know, we had our Bucks County paranormal investigations shirts on here, mm-hmm. you know, of Timothy Wayne Williams, these uh, great artwork. And a lot of people, um, were coming up to us, you know, it's, they knew we were in the area to do this video. And then we asked them about the, and then they were telling us their stories. I mean, we didn't even have to ask them. They were just coming up telling us stories. So I was able to get some people on video about that. And it was just, it was really fascinating. The whole experience was incredible. It sounds incredible. Now I, I got to ask you guys, and, and I guess Ellen, this is a good question for you, but um, being in that area, can, is there, is there a palpable energy to it? I mean, when you, when you're there, do you know you're there before you, before you even see a road sign? Is it one of those situations? Or is it, it just? Really, there it is. It, it, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but uh, it really is. Uh, the first time I traveled down Bray Road, uh, you had this very heavy, eerie sense about it. You you know you're traveling down a road, but you expect something to come out of of the corn, or uh, you know, see mm-hmm. something on the side of the road. But you feel this energy like there's something other than you going down the road, you know, and when you get out of your vehicle and you actually get onto the property, wow, it it, it hits you so hard. You just, 
you can't fathom it all in in a couple of hours. It just hits you very hard, and you just have to walk around for a while and say, "What is this that I'm feeling?" But it's something, and you know, it's it's it's. Uh, you just can't put your finger on it, but it is a heavy feeling and it's an eerie feeling yeah. like you're being, touched, you know? Oh yeah. I can, I can imagine. And Eric, you, you obviously have, I mean, this is your wheelhouse. This is the paranormal's your wheelhouse is what was it like to be there compared to just hearing about it or reading about it? Yeah. Well, yeah. just to, I mean, just to be on site was like unbelievable. First of all, um, you know, we uh, we met Lee, phenomenal guy, phenomenal guy. <laughs> Is there traffic there, Don? <laughs> I apologize. Nope. Is the speaker better? Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. Oh, that's that's much better. Yep. There. Okay. Good. Good deal. So, uh, being on site was phenomenal. Um, we met Lee's brother Fred, <laughs> who was a, was a really ni- another nice guy. I mean, everybody we met out there was was phenomenal. Um, but I remember what Fred said when we interviewed him and Fred Lee's brother, Fred is a, was a complete skeptic, complete, absolute skeptic, but he had his own sighting mm. and it turned him into a believer. And Fred said, this place changes at night. Oh. And boy, was he not, he was not kidding, man. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it was it, one thing we can say it was overcast. It was supposed to rain that night. And when we got out there to start the investigation at night, the skies were crystal clear. You could see every star, everything. But then later on that night, when we went back to the hotel, what happened? We lost power in the whole town. The whole town lost power that night. That was another thing. We were, there's been a lot of different things there, Brent. Like there's a lot of, um, there's been a lot of electronic disturbances. We experienced that. We experienced uh, Ellen's son Scott was there, and he actually gave got incredible drone footage for us. And he was working our camera. He brought some GoPros, and down in the field, there's always been. And even Lee will say that there's always his, his trail cams will act up every time, every so often in this in this particular area. It happened to us, um, and I was even looking at some of the footage that some of the the wireless mics that I had were cutting out in an area where they really shouldn't have been cutting out because they were, we were right next to each other. Um, but his GoPro had a hard time connecting. Uh, I will say this though. We did, we did, we did bait the area with steak bones earlier in the day. <laughs> and I don't know, I don't know if that was a good idea or a bad idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> it, it was probably a bad idea. So without saying too much about it, um, so I want to go, I want to kind of go back a little bit. Um, being out there was just a great experience. And I mean, Lee was so forthcoming with, with all the pictures that he's taken his theories. And he's actually, you know, he's a, he's a retired math teacher. Yeah. He's a farmer, he's a hay farmer and he's always been a farmer, but his, you know, vocation was a math teacher, yeah. complete skeptic. He had said to me, you know, if you would have said to me when I bought this farm in 2013, that there was a werewolf running around here. I was said you're crazy, yeah. but he he absolutely had a sighting. He's seen it. Um, he's got evidence. He's got refutable evidence there. I mean, it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's a, a believer. I mean, and what we got, <laughs> uh, and, I, <laughs> and we captured it all on video. 
Good. Okay. Now, yeah. and, and, you know, the one thing, not to interrupt, but the one thing, you know, Lee being that he is, that he was a teacher, you know, he used a scientific method, you know, that everybody learns. And just to make sure that it wasn't an anomaly, to make sure that the things that were happening were consistent. And he has that evidence, like you said, Eric, and everything he has scientifically, you know, you do something and it happens again and it's repetitive and it doesn't change. There's a reason why. The beast of Bray Road or a werewolf type creature chases his kid down to another farmer. The, the thing is, here's the one thing, this one thing that Lee told us, and we could not believe this, but it, it was true. He said that he had put, uh, I think, what, 17 roadkill deer down in that area. All but all but one remained. They all were, were taken. But, but the one deer that he had, and uh, this happened a couple of times, the one deer that he had down there in this particular area where we were, the deer was was in one section one day, the next, like maybe, I don't know, was it the next day or a couple of days later or something like that? Mm-hmm. He said the deer was in another area and now there's tall grass. There's tall grass by this area. Mm-hmm. So if he said the deer was taken and put in the tall grass, now the tall grass in front of where the deer was eventually laid down was not disturbed. So it's saying that something's physically picking it up and putting it over into this tall grass, you know, to come back to later. If it was something like if it was coyotes, they'd have to drag it over there sure. and, and that and that grass would be disturbed. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But nothing was disturbed. It was just like someone placed it down there. Wow. And this you're talking about 150 pound deer. Sure. Right. Yeah, those so, Wisconsin corn fed deer aren't small. That's for sure. It, yeah, <laughs> so that that was fascinating to learn that aspect of it, mm-hmm. and uh, and they're they're as baffled as as anybody is about it. So they don't have you know the definitive answers either. But uh, you know I've talked to many witnesses, and um, I talked to another witness that um, Donna Fink, who is she runs the uh, uh, another paranormal uh, group out there, mm-hmm. the East of Bray Road on Facebook. Um, she gave me a witness to talk to, and I talked to him when, when we came back the, the couple of days later. And, uh, and he told me this story and basically, and the sounds and things like that, it's kind of like the same things that we heard. And, uh, so it's it just fascinating story. It is. That's it. I, I'm wondering, and, um, and I don't, I don't know if you guys dug into this at all, or was there, is there any reports of it? And Ellen, this would probably be more in your wheelhouse, but. Are, do they ever have missing people, kind of like the missing four one one thing, where suddenly people are just gone? Is that does that come up in that area? And is there a feeling that maybe the Beast of Bray Road could be behind that? Well, I uh, funny you should mention that because I am listening to the one of the books by Linda Godfrey called uh, Werewolf, mm-hmm. and in it she has a story of a family 25 years ago who were out a daughter and a a dad who were out camping and um uh something happened to them so the camper was left 
alone for quite a long time. Uh, any fresh meat or anything like that inside the camper was spoiled, but the canned goods were still viable. Mm-hmm. And so this, um, how how they came upon this was there was a an accident on the road. It was a father and a son, and the father um, was taken apparently by the beast of Bray Road, just right out of his car, just pulled right out of the car. And so the boy who was 10 years old ran away into the woods and he didn't know where he was going. He didn't know what was happening, but he came upon this campsite and he found this empty camper. And he also found a journal uh, from the girl who, um, who was in this camper and uh, she kind of wrote down everything that was happening, um, you know, to them, why her dad didn't, uh, he went out to the woods to go forage for some stuff and he never came back. She went out to look for him Mm -hmm. and um, the whole story uh, goes around um, this family, this farm family who whose son they believe uh, was afflicted by this uh, beast of Bray Road or is turned into a werewolf, something like that. Mm. So this kid finds his family and they take him in and all they do is feed this kid, feed this kid, feed this kid, feed this kid. So they're fattening him up for something. And the neighbor knows what's going on and he kidnaps the kid. And he says, I'm not trying to kill you. I'm trying to save you. And uh, he goes through this whole thing. Um, eventually, the neighbor does get killed. But um, the the beast of Bray Road or a werewolf type creature um, chases this kid down to another farmer, kills another farmer. And eventually, um, they don't catch the, the beast, but the kid makes it back to the highway and um, is rescued by the police. But it's quite a phenomenal story where it, it involves like four different families. But um, the Laura, whose um, uh, name was changed to protect the parties, uh, her dad was never found. Oh, and uh, the young boy who was 10 at the time, his dad was never found. He was dragged away um, out of the car. And uh, these people who... Uh, um, who they thought their son was the beast of Bray Road, um, they were arrested because they actually killed the neighbor who was trying to save the kid. And um, so it's just quite a, an entangled story, but very believable because these people, um, it, it was a true account that happened about 25 years ago in that area. Mm-hmm. And so whenever somebody went down Bray Road and um it wasn't a car accident per se. It was they hit the beast of Bray Road. Well, it got up and took its revenge out on whoever was in the driver's seat mm-hmm. and just pulled them out of the car. Sure. And so it's a fascinating, fascinating story. <clears throat> and, That's amazing. You know, yeah, it, it was a very amazing story. But uh, so there are, are quite a few uh, stories where people have gone missing. You know, and it's people who are coming home late at night who happen to, they think they've hit something. Oh. So then they get out of their vehicle and that's it for them. They get dragged off into the corn or something happens and then they just find the vehicle. Wow. That's incredible. You know, I've never heard of, of, a, of something. I haven't heard those stories before. Mm-hmm. I've heard the encounters, you know, where they ran behind the car or, um, 
uh, you know, they've been hit. They they got hit by the uh, they hit the the beast of Ray Road or whatever that may be. However, that may manifest. But I've never heard where there's actually been people missing and mm-hmm. assumed victims of the beast. Right. Yeah, and it's and it's um, it was amazing. Yeah, it's amazing story. It's very very creepy to listen to because you know she yeah. says it's real. You know, sure. and these were stories that happened over twenty five years ago, and this was probably in the nineties. Right. You know, when she was reporting all of this, so it was twenty five years before that. Wow. Yeah. And, and Linda God, Linda Godfrey did so much work on this. Yeah. I mean, she really opened up the whole you know the whole story and the you know brought this to life. Sure. Uh, you know, that had really been there. I guess the story's been around since the 30s. Oh, right. But, okay. I mean, maybe even more, maybe even before that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, you're getting all these incredible stories. And <laughs> and what do we do? We go right into the ports. <laughs> right um, oh, yeah. You know, but but we, uh, that's what we do. We go through hell and high water to get these stories and get the answers. But, <laughs> right. but I got to tell you, guys, I mean, I got to tell you, that night, we were really, I felt like, look, we need to get out of here yeah. mm-hmm. because what we were experiencing and what was, co- what was coming toward us. Right. Oof. I said, look, we got to get out of here. And I said, the safety of this team is way more important yeah. than any investigation. So, uh, that was the only really, that was one of the first times I really felt that fear factor. When I was a kid, yeah. I had gotten attacked by two Dobermans when oh I was, uh, when I was in my teens. And, uh, so that brought that, when when this thing happened, it brought that like fear factor back, you know. Um, I think the thing that surprised me the most learning about that, and and as I said, you know, talking to uh, Lee myself and Linda was the the strange things that don't fall. It doesn't fall into the normal categories. Like I I was when I've ever heard of the Beast of Bray Road, I was like, well, this is some kind of physical creature, and then you start to hear the stories and. It doesn't match up. I mean, it, it seems like it obviously is, but kind of like the dog man in, in other parts of the country, it's like, it's, it's there, but sometimes it's not quite there. And, and all of the, the discrepancies that kind of make it like, what the hell are we dealing with? And I, I didn't mean to have to cut you off for the break because I was very interested in what you were having to but say. Not, there. not at all. But no, and, um, please continue. Well, you know, it, like you said, it, you're, you're not sure it's there and it's not there. And, you know, and Lee has evidence. I mean, we when we first got there, we went back to where most of the sightings have had happened, mm-hmm. and we found tracks, took pictures of it, and showed them to Fred and Lee, and they matched exactly what they were getting. And it's definitely a bipedal or bipedal mm-hmm. animal or thing. It's you know walks on two legs. It's not on all fours, and uh, it's just blows your mind to just sit there and think about it. Right. You're talking about it being there and not being there. Um, and the, every, you guys will remember this too. Uh, Alan's son, Scott, uh, he has a drone company, uh, FPV, Fan, uh, Phantom Flight FPV, a great, great company. And he took his, uh, his drone up during the day and, you know, kind of getting the lay of the land. He wanted to see where we were, where we were going to go. Mm-hmm. So he put, he put the drone up and, he was like, he, we disappeared. We were, we were there in the field one minute and then gone. Yeah. Whoa. Something, something happened in that, in that area down there or something's going on in that area. Now, you know, one of the, one of the theories was 
maybe this is a portal, right? Could it could be a portal? Could it be? And people have said this too. You know, could it be like another Skinwalker Ranch type thing? Oh, sure. Uh, you know, and what we experience, it kind of gives it. I, I would say it's kind of going leaning in that direction. Now, me to say that, I, you know, I'm I kind of look at things when I go into a lot of these things, Brent. You know, you'll know, and these guys know. I go in sort of like with a skeptical mind and say, look, you know, what is really going on here? And let's get the science behind it before we say, hey, there is really something here. Well, that theory was blown out out of the water that night that we were investigating. Um, and uh, there was de- there's definitely there is definitely something there and there is no denying it. There is something there. Whereas with Bigfoot, you're kind of like, well, people are seeing it that it's not there it's really there but this thing is actually there mm-hmm. and that and that is the that's the scary part and that's the that's the incredible evidence that that you know that we found anyway um so you know and going back to that i mean linda godfrey's research um and then with all of what lee's been doing um 17 trail cams later and getting all of this incredible footage down there um, but his trail cams are are acting up too, so he's getting the same kind of weird electrical uh, disturbances that we were getting. And and Brent, here's the here's the unbelievable part of this whole thing. So not only did the town of Elkhorn lose power that that night of the investigation, mm-hmm. um, Lee's trail cam stopped working at five o'clock that. That night that we were doing the investigation, it stopped at five o'clock. It didn't take another picture until seven o'clock the next morning, which means we didn't get any pictures of anything by the area that we had baited. Um, Scott's didn't get any pictures of us. He didn't get anything of us either. Wow. So we weren't even there. I mean, we were not on the trail cam. Um, Scott didn't get anything on his GoPro because that wasn't recording. He couldn't get the link. Um. So that was the one thing. And then uh, so the next morning we had breakfast with Lee before we headed out to the airport and uh, a little great little diner. And Lee came over. And then uh, later on at the airport, Lee sends me a text. He had gone down to the area to see if the bones were still there. Uh Gone. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's creepy. I mean, just to know that you were in close proximity enough to see fresh tracks. Uh, yeah, you know, to know that you were there and it, and this, whatever this is, was there as well, and probably acutely aware of you being there. Ugh. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've never yeah. seen Dominic and I, you know, we, we've known each other for years. We used to practice martial arts together. We know we've got a pretty calm mindset when it comes to stuff like that. I never saw him react like he did, and right. that's not, and that is not a uh, that's a, that's a, a real feeling there when, oh, yeah. when this happened. And, uh, so, and for, for all of us, I mean, Ellen was already beaten feet out of there. So she was, you know, <laughs> she locked uh, herself in the truck. Yeah. She, in, she, did she dove into the truck, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you know, you gotta, you gotta give it up to Scott. Cause he stood there the whole time filming <laughs> oh, my God. and he was shaking. Scott was like a rock. And then at the end of the night, I said to Scott, I said, did you, he, you know, he experienced it too. And he's like, oh yeah, it sent chills down my spine. But he was there. He just was like, he he got the footage, but it was just one of these great investigations. And uh, we were, we were just, we were blown away. 
So I will have this video together and done before Halloween. We're going to do a uh, premiere probably uh, that Saturday, October 30th. So probably going to do something on Facebook and then it'll be on uh, our TV shows. And what we're doing with these videos, I have two TV shows that uh, you're aware of. It's um, they're on Saturday night on through Princeton television, it's Bucks County paranormal investigations. Um, and then they're also on fire TV, uh, Amazon fire, uh, fire TV, and then Roku, Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Um, so any of the streaming services, you know, you could, if you type in, uh, add Princeton Television to your device. You'll be able to see the uh, the shows. And then we just got picked up up in my area, uh, the Lehigh Valley, on uh, Sunday nights um, at ten o'clock. Most of the East Coast is uh, WHYY PBS, and they just did a, uh, a fo- they followed us on an investigation uh, oh. of a local restaurant, literally that's right down the street from me that we did called the Plumsteadville Inn. And uh, great, great stuff. So if things have been going great. I mean, things have been blowing up in a good way, right? Because it's the way we're presenting it. Like you're, like you do a phenomenal job with this program, and you're telling incredible stories. So it's all. I say it's always in the way that you're presenting the material. You know, that's going to be compelling. You get people talking about it. It's exciting right. and it's fun. You know, we had a lot of humor. You know, we had this really serious encounter, but we have to add. We, we're always. We have to keep it you know, amongst ourselves, you know, a little lighthearted because you could be, you could really be scarred for life, you know, when it comes to this kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, and and what, you know, and we could have really been in harm's way that night, which we were, we really were, uh, you know, we were, we were very, uh, very naive to the fact, let's just put it that way. Very unprepared. Wow. Well, I can't wait to see it. uh, And please let us know, because I'll, I'll be happy to post where it's available on our social media and of course on the shows as well so you're, you're in like this sand bowl with berms up around you that they can look down upon you we heard this wolf there's something behind us I would love to hear about the Pine Barrens and how how that all went as well, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. No, I would love to. Um, well, uh, we Eric Spinner is another guy that I don't know if you've uh, talked to him or not, but he's a great uh, researcher, Bigfoot researcher in New Jersey. Okay. Uh, and incredible, he's got incredible evidence. He's got hair samples, footprints, um, and he's basically got sightings of juvenile Bigfoot in the Pine Barrens. Um, in this one particular area of the Pine Barrens. So uh, last year we went, I went down and met with Eric and then we met with the, the co-founder of weird New Jersey magazine, Mark, Mark Moran. And we went down to the Pine Barrens and, and, you know, stoked out the area, looked around and I kind of just talked about it. And then we needed to go back and do a follow-up. Well, October 11th, we did the follow-up and I'm glad we took Dominic's truck that night because there's no way in my Toyota <laughs> that we'd ever we'd be able to get through these huge divots of like puddles and ponds and stuff and like sand. that. I, it, was, it was soft sugar sand oh, in wow. some spots. It was, it was intense. It was intense. And it was five miles yeah. in. Oh, dear. So wow. we were in there. Five miles into it. So we were in five miles in, you know, by truck and then about 350 feet. 400 feet into the into the woods we set up a base camp and we're basically talking with eric about 
Hey, and oh, he had a, uh, another researcher with him that night, Art Mack. He was with him. And Eric's wife was with him as well. And Eric's daughter was helping film. So we're sitting there and Dominic's talking to Art. And I, I looked at Eric and as he's talking to Art and trying to get his, you know, info about how he researches, we heard, I'll be damned if we didn't hear what you always hear people, you know, doing on, on television. We hear, whoop, we hear this, oh. this whoop. Huh? And we were like, okay. And I said to Eric, I said, did you hear that? So his wife goes and calls back to it. It answers her back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not once, not once, but like five times. Oh, oh my God. Oh, yeah. And so this is, this was unbelievable. So we're sitting there like, are you kidding me? And it, well, you knew it was not a, an echo either. Cause sure. you know, the barrens could be pretty big there, but it's dense. So there's no way you're going to get it's because there's so many trees there. Right. You're not getting any kind of, and that's what I thought it was. Maybe an echo it was her echoing. And then you hear her echo again. But I knew that theory was gone because the thing made the sound before she even did it. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, so, and it was, it was pretty close to us. I mean, it was, it was within, you know, a couple hundred yards to wow. where we were. We're, we're in an area that Eric calls Eric Spinner calls the bowl. And basically it's, it's, uh, it, it's a, like an indent and there's mounds all around. So you're, you're in like the sand bowl with berms up around you that they can look down upon you. And so, yeah. we were, we were there, we heard this whoop and Eric's wife is calling back to it. And as this is going on, I looked at Eric Mintel and I was like, there's something behind us and you got, you got that on video and we got it on the sound and you can hear, amazing. You can hear the rustle. You could hear the rustling behind us. Wow. And yep. Eric had these high powered microphones, so you can hear the whoop through. Here's the other thing, Brent, we had, uh, I was using these brand new, uh, wireless mics. Now they're called by Cinco it's great mics. If you ever get a chance to go out in the field and you're running to do interviews, these things are awesome. Oh, cool. Okay. And they're under a hundred dollars for like two, you get three, you know, get two mics, two lobs and a, and a, uh, and a receiver. Okay. So, oh my God. So we're out there. It picked up the sound on these lavaliers. That's how intense this, the sound was same thing, you know? So when we're there, um, Dominic's saying it's behind me and you could hear the rustling behind us. And uh, so Eric has these high powered speakers and that even gave us more validation that something was behind us as well. So, uh, so that, then we met with, um, so, so during the night, you know, when we're when we heard this, you could hear it going away. It was, it was going away from us as it was, it was walking through. But what we think was the rustling was the mother or something coming to, to get it because it, it probably knew that we were there. Okay. And, it just wanted to, you know, get it out of the way, and then it was gone, and we just didn't hear it anymore. Uh, we did some tree knocks; nothing, nothing came back. Um, but all of this will be in the video too. I'm, st I'm going to be, you know, editing that as well. But, but when people hear what we heard, it's pretty, pretty amazing. I mean, not even like, uh, you know, on the Travel Channel. What is the uh, Expedition Bigfoot got what we got? I mean, it was incredible. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. I, I think that that's kind of the unnerving part, though, right? So 
So if you get a whoop and you whoop back and it answers you back, it's like at that point you, you you're kind of engaged in something here with something we don't really understand. And uh, you, wh- yep. what would you have done if it would just started breaking through well, the brush at you? Well, here's the other thing. Like Dom just said, we were in an area again, same thing. Like in Wisconsin, we were in an area that we were like, we could have been ambushed. Right. Oh yeah. You know, we were in this area that we had no, no idea what was around us. And I mean, it was, and it was pitch black. I, I shut, the, we had night vision on, but then I showed the audience that, you know, on the video, look, when, like, when we shut the lights off, this is what it looks like. And it was completely pitch black. Wow. Now we were, we were in a group mm-hmm. and I felt, you know, I felt safer there than I did in Wisconsin. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. We all did. We, we yeah, felt yeah. that, but, um, but it was amazing. I'm, and then uh, just to get that evidence, I mean, again, and we were, we weren't even there 15 minutes and we started getting that, uh, that evidence. We were out there about, I guess we stayed out there about a couple hours, two and a half hours, three hours. Yeah. And, uh, and then we had to get back home, but, uh, but in, incredible. So Eric went back a couple of days later, they did another uh, camp out. He said they got whistles. They got a tree knock over. They got a tree that knocked over Oh. and, and they, um, <laughs> they had whistles and, uh, and tree knocks. Wow. Yeah. So there's activity there. You know, I was, when you said the pine barrens, I was like, Oh, I must be looking for the Jersey devil. But then you said Bigfoot and, and I've heard of there being a lot, a lot of activity in the pine barrens. And I often wonder if, you know, a lot of the reports of the Jersey devil aren't just miss, miss, uh, identified Bigfoot. That's what we thought. That's what I had always thought. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not to offend anybody in New Jersey about the Jersey devil, because there is something there as well. Sure. You know, people are people are seeing a winged kind of creature there. Yeah. So we're not we're not discounting that. But I always thought the same thing. I thought maybe maybe there is a misidentification of people seeing you know the Jersey Devil, but it's actually maybe a Bigfoot type creature. Um, and uh, so just just for what we experienced, and just some of the stories that people are telling too, it just kind of like is leaning into that. Mm. Um, the other thing we've been noticing too is a trend of the Bigfoot UFO connection. I know we're running out of time, but that's another story in itself uh, where there's been a lot of connections with, and especially on a couple of photos that we saw of Lee's when we were in Wisconsin leads us to believe there's more of a connection there than we thought or. Well, it, it may, it, it would very well go a long way to explain some of the, the, the strangeness, the the weird phenomena that doesn't fall into into you know a physical being, and it doesn't really fall into a, a completely spiritual being. So something right. in between. And and I've also, I've often noticed that in, in a lot of cases there seems to be this bleed through in the paranormal where it's like uh, sometimes abductions uh, scenarios can sound an awful lot like hauntings, and in and mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of bleed through both ways, and then the Bigfoot the phasing, uh, the, the dog man. And there just seems to be this, this other quality to this stuff that, uh, we're missing and being anchored in our 3d reality or whatever. Uh, but I found that compelling too. I've I've certainly heard of the correlation between UFOs and Bigfoot, but you know, I've never known what to do with that for sure. That's, that's why we're telling the stories and Mm -hmm. research. No, that's, that's the thing. That's the biggest mystery is like, what is it all about? And, you know, and that's why we love doing what we do because it's just like, you know, getting out in the field and trying to find these answers. 
and then meeting people that have had these experiences is incredible. I mean, and they're they're so sincere too. You can, you know, we're we're pretty good at you know deciphering the BS from truth, and uh, these are very very sincere and you know have have been frightened by these by these you know occurrences. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of take that and uh, you know almost uh, treat that very carefully. Sure. What's next for Bucks County Paranormal Investigations? Well, follow up on Bray Road next year for sure, right, Alan? <laughs> right, we're gonna be there. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna try to get a um, a town hall together. We're gonna do uh, some really good stuff there. And Alan is, uh, you know, getting some really great research done. She's doing a lot of really great stuff. Um, and then we've got actually, I've got four videos now coming out before Halloween. So I'm, I'm doing double duty, but well, now, as a jazz musician, I'm also, you know, full-time jazz musician as well. So November, December, we'll be doing a lot of holiday concerts. But we're still doing paranormal. We're still doing videos. Good. Um, you know, all through the pandemic, we were thriving doing videos, okay. you know, and just uh, telling the stories. Because, you know, when, when places finally would open up, we figured, look, you know, let's do something that's going to draw people to, to, the, to the areas. And it's been great. We've been helping drive people to these wonderful venues um, that want to experience these experiences, you know, whether it's ghosts or Bigfoot or whatever. Absolutely. And I, and I think it's brilliant. Yeah. I'm sorry, Dom, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, and Eric and I are actually going to go back on Halloween down to Hansel road. And we're going to, we're going to go into a different area that there's been other stuff that has been seen. They have strange lights. They have uh, UFO sightings and, and there's, ghosts there as well so we're going back there again for i think it's our third time now um and we're going to check out a different area of that park where everything has been seen yeah if if your listeners get a chance to check it out online it's hansel road in buckingham pennsylvania and it's been oh man it's weird lights and the trees have been seen the last time we were there we actually caught lights coming down from the treetops and was been reported and we you know there was no this is at night i mean there it was pitch black there's no there's no other light sources around we thought maybe there was somebody in the woods or something nobody there and uh so you know our area brand has a lot of ties to history we've got washington across the delaware right down the street from us um we've got a lot of ties to the underground railroad there's a lot of buildings here that have underground tunnels so there's a lot of residual energies here a lot of residual hauntings of people that i mean just in history itself this area was was history and uh in general you know washington lafayette they were all throughout bucks county and uh and some of the stories that we're we're telling and and we're getting from people are just incredible and uh that's why we keep telling them and we we love it we love telling the stories well let people know how to stay in touch with bucks county paranormal if you would please Absolutely. They could find us on Facebook at Bucks County Paranormal Investigations and uh, on YouTube, uh, Bucks County Paranormal Investigations. We have a YouTube channel, a lot of videos. Uh, we're Instagram. On Instagram, Instagram TV. Um, I usually put some videos on there as well. Um, and we post all the time. We're posting stuff. We're very, very active social media. Um, so we post all the time. Um, and, uh, and they, if like, again, if people can, uh, add Princeton television to their device for their Amazon fire TV, they could see us every Saturday night, 
um, on any of their uh, Amazon Fire TV or Roku, Apple TV, any any streaming service. And uh, we're always doing something new. We've always got something going on. Absolutely, you do. And I, and I got I to gotta take some notes from you because uh, I, I do appreciate how active you are on social media. <laughs> it's something I, I, I'm working on all the time, but I haven't quite... <laughs> Uh, you, do, you do a great job. I mean, I think the main thing is like when we're why we're so active, too, is because because um, we're always doing something. Yeah. You always yeah. have great guests coming on. So these are always compelling people that are telling stories as well. So you're connecting with people on so many different levels. And, and same thing with us. You know, um, I'm you know not only a jazz musician, but I also investigate the paranormal. And people, you know, kind of associated me just as the jazz musician for years, but sure. I've always loved the paranormal. So yeah. that's why in 2016, you know, I started Bucks County Paranormal Investigations and it's uh, just been blossoming ever since. So it's been great. And having Don and Ellen and Scott and Dave Antonell, and we're also working with Bill Burns from Ancient Aliens and UFO Hunters. So he's been in a couple of our videos as well. So we're assembling an incredible team here. You really are. And you guys are doing some remarkable stuff. And I, I'm really thankful that you guys made the time to come on the show tonight. It's been an absolute pleasure uh, to talk to you again, Eric, and to meet you, Dom and Ellen. That's been wonderful. So thank you all so much for being here. Thanks, Brenda. Yeah. It's our pleasure, Yeah, thank you. Appreciate well, it. Come back after the next ones because we got to talk again. This is really cool. Definitely, man. Oh, we'll have a lot more to talk about because then we can we can divulge a little bit more than what we did now. So <laughs> yeah, no more right. teasers. <laughs> That's all right. Teasers are fun, but to come back with the, the full-length video next time. Definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> We want to talk about it because we want to find out if your listeners can tell us what the hell it is. So. Exactly. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us here on tonight's show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please feel free to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Paranormal Portal Radio, as well as finding us on Twitter. We're on Twitter at Paranormal Portal, P-O-R-T-L. And uh, we'd love to have you stop by our YouTube page and subscribe and check out our shows there. we got hundreds of shows, Journeys into the Paranormal Portal. So I hope you'll check it, check it out, guys. We're over there at youtube.com slash Paranormal Portal. So... Hope to see you guys soon. Uh, we'll be back, of course, for more podcasts in the coming days. So we love you all. Be good, be kind, be nice. Take care of each other. Help each other out. Find the magic in every day. And remember to laugh as much as you can. Bye.